All right, welcome back to Bob to This Music. This is our fourth episode, and it's a really special episode. Um, <laughs> Drew was really excited for this one. I, yeah, I was. He was adamant about making this special happen, so this is all to him. Yeah, I mean, I personally love um, rankings, and I personally love end-of-year lists, like the top ten songs of the year, the top ten albums of the year. And uh, for my previously mentioned blog, I have done a couple of blog posts on the top 10 songs, or top, I think I last year I did top 20 songs of the year so far, and the last three years I've done top 10 albums of the year, so I really like my list. But this one's a little different, because it we're is. taking a pause in the middle of the year and looking at our, um, both our five songs, we both picked five songs that we feel are our favorite songs of the year so far, right. and together there's a list of ten, so there's your listicle. Yeah, um, and originally what we were going to do was try to figure out a combined, like an agreed upon top five, but... <laughs> Ain't we, nobody got time for that. <laughs> we found that we weren't very consistent with our list, so we just decided to come up with our own top five. Um, so, yeah. So we have, I think, probably one in common, but everything else is pretty different, which is pretty shocking to me. Um, but yeah, why don't we go ahead and get started, Drew? Do you want to kick off your number five? Yeah. So here's a listen to my number five. It's The Middle by Zed, Marin Morris, featuring Gray. I know we meant all good intentions, so pull me closer. Why don't you pull me close? Why don't you come on over? I can't just let you go. Oh, baby. Why don't you just meet me in the middle? I'm losing my mind just a little. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? In the middle. All right, so that was the middle. Um, and if you haven't heard that <laughs> 8,000 times on the radio, where have you been? <laughs> um, it is true that it has been all over radio the last six months or so. And it came out as part of um, a promotional ad with Target. Was um, it really? Yeah, it was. And it came out during the Grammys. I remember because I hosted the Grammys party this year. And we all were sitting oh. around and we saw the commercial and we're like, does anyone know that song? And we, none what, of us... Really? Everyone yeah. liked it? I, was in, I didn't go that night, but... Yeah, yeah. So none of us knew it, but we all liked it. It was very catchy. It was very um, upbeat. And I really love Zed as a producer on this. His just electronic additions to this song make it really addicting. It reminds me of his song with Alessia Cara, which was all over the radio last year. It's a lot like it. And I think that's why it didn't make my top... Five because first of all I hear it everywhere I go and I'm like all right I'm a little I've had enough with this one um, but I think because it sounds a little bit too much like Alessia Cara and that track I'm not wasn't a huge fan of it do you okay. know the interesting backstory behind this track by the way I think we've talked about this I think you said it was meant for another was it on this podcast I talked about I it I think so oh yeah. well basically every artist you can imagine has recorded this song yeah. Camila Camila uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, you know, name an artist. Uh, Demi Lovato was supposed to release it as her first mm -hmm. single. Like every artist has recorded the song, and it's been kind of in 
pop space limbo for the past couple of years. And finally, they landed on Marin Morris, of all people. Yeah, who's actually more of a country singer for oh. the most part. So it's interesting how they arrived at her as the lead singer on this track. But this is my number five. And next, we're going to talk about Mike's number five. So why don't you introduce your number five, Mike? So for my song number five, I chose Capital Letters by Haley Steinfeld and Blood Pop. Uh, why don't you all take a listen? That was my fifth song, fifth favorite song of the year, uh, Capital Letters by Haley Steinfeld and Blood Pop. I have been obsessed with Haley Steinfeld. And um, Blood Pop. And Blood Pop, both equally. And when I heard out they were coming out with a song together, I'm like, no way. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So I already liked it before it came out. But when it came out, it just validated that Haley Steinfeld is a magnificent pop performer mm -hmm. um, and Blood Pop is a magnificent pop producer. Um, Haley Steinfeld, as you know, I think she started off with Pitch Perfect. Um, yeah, that's where she made her big debut. debut as just a celebrity. Yeah, but she's had a really big string of bops in her career so far from, I mean, what, Let Me Go um, to... Most uh, Girls. Most Girls to um, Love Myself. Ooh, I really like that Yeah, one. the other one with Zed and Grey, ironically enough. <laughs> what was that? Um, oh, my God. Didn't know that I was... Oh, Starving. Yeah, Starving. starving. Yeah. So I think this song is really good. Um, another addition to our catalog it was actually released on the Fifty Shades Freed soundtrack as yeah. that first single. Did you see the movie? Um, I did not see the movie. I saw the movie, and it was part of the intro sequence. Was it really? Yeah. And I the thought, intro sequence? Yeah. Well, not the intro sequence where they show all the credits and everything, yeah. but the intro scene. Oh, okay. And I thought it fit really well. Did it really? Scene. Yeah. So I didn't watch it yet. I do want to watch it someday, but it's just not the top of my list. Um, actually, it was not the first single. I think For You by Rita Ora yeah. and um, what's his name? Liam Payne. Yeah, one of the damn One Directioners. Um, <laughs> but this song trumped that for sure. Like, I felt like this one was just, it's synthy, it's good feelings, it's all about like, you know, giving someone those four words and those capital letters that you love someone, to me it just evoked an emotion that really captures a first love. Yeah, I mean, it's got that euphoric chorus that I always love with a pop song, um, and it's got all those synth sounds that really make me want to bop my head, yeah. so I, I understand why you put it at number five. It's a total bop for number five. <laughs> All right, guys, so now we are moving on to the number four song, and my number four song we've talked about before, it's No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and take a listen. Can't stop, so shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. 
so that was No Tears Left to Cry, which you shouldn't be a stranger to either, especially since we highlighted that on our first pod. episode. Was that our first yeah. episode? Wow. So what did we label it? A bop or a flop? We definitely labeled it a bop. I don't know if I did. I think you did. Maybe I did. Yeah, you I definitely. I have memory. You definitely did. I was actually the one that was kind of on the fence about it because I wasn't sure about that, um, that boy I like it uh, lyric. I like it. Like, liking having no tears. Yeah. Um, so that was my hesitation with calling it about. But ever since, I have grown to really love this song. Um, I think it's ultimate Ariana at her best. Um, it's got... It showcases her vocal abilities. It's got the production from Max Martin, who we've discussed in the past, has just put out bop after bop. And... Like, strangely enough, this one has been on the radio regularly, but I haven't grown tired of it yet. So it's one that I'm always looking forward to hearing on the radio. Yeah, and I think I was... I think, yeah, it's funny because I liked it upon first listen, but it didn't sustain. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the track itself is, you know, it's good, but I think there's a reason why. I don't think it's been that well on performing. I mean, I I think it's been in the top 20 of the iTunes charts for yeah. a good while and I'm not sure exactly of its peak position on the Billboard charts. Yeah, but. so according to Wikipedia, which is my favorite resource, it did reach number three um, but I don't know if it's had staying power. Um, I think that her next single um, God as a Woman, a little tear, a little buzzer, it's supposed to be coming out soon. Um, I hear it's supposed to be a lot better than No Tears Left to Cry. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it definitely did not make my list. And mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, I'm glad to see that it seems like mostly the gay communities are really appreciating the song. Well, I, for one, do appreciate it. And I like it a hell of a lot better than her other single, The Light Is Coming. Really? I kind of like that one. It's, really? The Light Is... Yeah, it's a good, like... It's so, a good feel-good, like, dancey... Well, we didn't get a chance to review that one, yeah, but we didn't. the annoying male voice in that song just did not do it for me. In so. the beginning and stuff like that? No, it's not just in the beginning. It's throughout the entire song. Hmm. So, No Tears Left to Cry, in my opinion, is much better, and that puts it at number four on my list. Well, my number four is a track that has actually not been popular, not been a single, not by anyone. What? I know, right? Um, it's... A track called Ain't Easy. And why don't you all take a listen now? All you do is talk what you say, say, say. Wanna walk away, baby, way, way, way. Sick of all the games, girl, you play, play, play. But baby, love you ain't easy. It's fire and then it's rain. It's fire and then it's rain. I say love you ain't easy. So that was Ain't Easy, which is by a duo named Elijah Woods and Jamie Fine. Elijah Wood from The Hobbit or whatever. <laughs> I actually thought that too, but is that his name? Lord is of the it, Rings. I it? think it's Elijah Wood. Oh, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so this is um, 
actually a song that came from a reality music show competition based in Canada. Okay. It's called The Launch. And um, essentially, the, I think that what this whole series is about is a group of producers, musicians um, that are tasked with making songs. And one of the show hosts slash like main, I guess, um, mentors is Ryan Tedder, who oh. people may know from One Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's I, a big songwriter for a lot of other pop Yeah, stars. he's produced a lot of like Halo by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Tedder's also produced, um, I forgot what else. He's produced a lot of crap. Um, yeah, I just know he's written a lot of songs. Kelly Clarkson, everybody. Yeah. Um, so this track was actually meant to be on... Camila Cabello's debut album, hmm. um, Easy, was uh, written by her along with Ryan Tedder. And I guess Camila Cabello decided, uh, um, this is, didn't fit the album's theme. After the success of Havana. Interesting. Yeah, she wanted to go a little bit more, um, I don't know how to be honest, okay, acoustic, laid back. Well, this is, as you heard, a total pop dance track. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's actually interesting because... It seems like the lead singer has like a soulful voice, and and that's a female. Oh, is yeah, it? Okay. yeah. The male is actually the producer behind it. Okay, um, cool. I guess he helps write stuff, but uh, she's a female. I'm not sure if she's transgendered or not. I, mean, I think she is actually. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so it but, the vocals are so strong. Yeah. Now that you say it, Camila Cabello, I, I can never say her Cabello. name. Cabello. Cabello. Now. That, now that you say that she wrote this song, I can actually hear in my mind her singing it. Like yeah. it sounds like a song meant for her. So if you guys go on YouTube, you can actually look up a quick clip of that um, Ryan Tedder played it on the show of her original version. Mm. It sounds like fire, and honestly, like she totally effed up by not releasing this track uh, or including it. I you can already tell by hearing it the sound that that album was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I I, w- I wanted that pop dance music from Camila. Yeah. Um, That's what we've grown to expect from her with Fifth Harmony days. Yeah. So. I get it. I get it. I get why she did it artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun fact, this song actually dethroned Havana on Canada's iTunes. No way. When it was released. Yeah. Like, and so... How I think, ironic. Well, yeah. And I think I found out through like Twitter or something like that because people were talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, like this track is fire. So in just the lyrics... Um, resonate with me because sometimes it is hard to love someone you know when you're dating or whatever and the tracks lyrics and the powerful vocals mixed with that dark beat Mm -hmm. um is just like hypnotic so when i first heard it i was addicted it's definitely um one of my favorite tracks of the year so far drew well i guess we'll you just heard it would you like it or no i thought it was okay i wouldn't consider it like a top top five or top ten song of the year yeah (laughs) As we all know, it takes time for me to enjoy and appreciate songs. But, I mean, it was it was a nice song. I thought it was interesting how the the lyrical content of like having making it difficult to love someone was ma- matched with like the electronic, which yeah, the electronic vibes. I mean, it was an interesting thing. So now we're moving into top three territory. Yeah. So. What is your top three? Top your third song. Drew? So. Big shocker, my top three song is Sincerely Yours by Kylie Minogue. So go ahead and take a listen.
was Sincerely Yours by uh, Kylie Minogue, who has been around for the longest time. And her latest album is called Golden, and it came out a few months ago. And it's pretty different from her previous albums because it's kind of kind of got like this country folk vibe to it, a la Lady Gaga's Joanne. Um, so <laughs> had to put that. You in. had to like shade <laughs> her because of that. <laughs> but anyway, Golden is it's full of a mixture of country pop. This song, however, is predominantly pop sounding and the lyrical content is really interesting it's almost like a like a farewell letter that she's writing but she's telling this person i'll still see you um, i'll still love you you'll still you'll still hear from me so um it doesn't seem like a like a breakup type of song or like a like a goodbye forever song it's more of like like, i'll see you later song yeah um but it starts out really um Really slow pace, low key, and then it builds to that um, re- that really strong chorus, and then I really like that. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Those are really addictive additions to the songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed this song. Um, the first time I heard it, I thought it was one of the strongest from the album, and I've been playing it like nonstop ever since I first heard it. It's mm. like it's definitely in my rotation on my my favorite songs playlist. Go on. Yeah. yeah, I like the track. Um and I mean it definitely stood out from the rest. Mm-hmm. Um I think her country pop album is a little bit redundant at times. Okay. Um I actually, because I know the BPM of the music because I have to cycle, I've added a few songs and would look at her songs to see, and a lot of them were the same BPM, mm-hmm. which is like that 100, 102, and it's the same beat, basically. Okay. So, and I'm like, okay, like, you need to switch it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. But I like the track. I mean, I, I definitely love that it's a different spin on things that, you know, it's either, it's people either record heart-wrenching songs, you know, mm-hmm. about breakups or things about confusion, but this one is, like, very honest, and sometimes that's an adult relationship is being able to say goodbye and say, but it's not goodbye forever. You right. know, I think it's a beautifully written song. Yeah. And like I just said, like Kylie has put out, I think this is her, what, like she's 8,000th album. <laughs> she's passed the double digit. 14th studio album. Yeah. So she's put out a number of releases in the past, but so that tells you that she has the maturity to sing about these types of things. And um, yeah, I, I believe it is one of the best songs of the year. My number three. Well, my number three is also Drew's number two. Ooh. I know we had we only had one overlapping song. This is it. This is Heart to Break by Kim Petras. Take a listen. So that was my third 
favorite track of the year and Drew's second. Number two. Heart to Break by Kim Petras. Um, we talked about Kim on our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, transgender pop star from Australia. Um, absolute bop central. She lives there. Um, Even though the last song we reviewed for her was a flop. Yes. But everything else, you know, she's done really well so far. Um, literally, Kim Bop Petras is her middle, that's her middle name. Um, Heart to Break was released, I think, on Valentine's Day, actually. It I was. remember it. Yeah. Um, and the track is just so cleverly written, in my opinion. Like, And, you know, it's talking about giving your heart to someone, knowing that they might break it, but you're just so on love and you're, you're in this, you're starry eyed that, you know, I'm going to give you my heart to break. Yeah. You're in this, this place of nothing can go wrong. And even if it does, I don't care. I want you to be the person to break my heart. Which I think we've all been in some position. Like, I think we've all been addicted to someone that we should not be addicted to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so if you've ever experienced that, this is a song for you. Or if you're going through it, this is a song for you. Um, a little bit problematic about the single. <laughs> Again, we, we talked about this last time. How Dr. Luke is the main producer on this on this track, and yeah. how his um, association with different allegations for sexual assault may have caused his concern to like this song. Yeah. But I mean, you can't deny that it's such a bubblegum pop esque song. That mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's so catchy. I think that's what I've always liked about Dr. Luke's records is that he's able to evoke emotion and feeling through his tracks. Like, you think about Teenage Dream or you think about, um, mm-hmm. like, Paracel to Nothing in This World. If you've heard that, you know you've huh? heard that. Like, <laughs> these records that he's able to just evoke, like, that feel-good, teenager-esque vibe. And this track mm-hmm. is no different. Um, but, yeah, I know, besides from him, like, this song is just fire. That's why it's my third. Yeah, I mean, it's my number two just because of the sensation of not wanting to stop listening to it. Yeah. Literally, the first time I heard this, I'm like, oh my God, what is this song? Yeah. And why do I not know about it yet? And I think I heard it through listening to a pop playlist on Apple Music. Oh, really? Yeah. And... I was just trying to, like, see, like, discover new songs, like, see what songs were out there, and... That was the one that just like made me stop and I'm like, holy crap, this is so earworm esque, and I want to listen to it on repeat all the time. Have you heard of a band named Erasure? I have, yes. So they're like a '90s pop band. Like that, this is what it reminds me of the beginning. It starts with a, a slower vocal of her kind of like almost speak talking, a uh, speak singing, mm-hmm. and but then it goes into this bombastic chorus with her vocals just really uproar and hit yeah. those notes. Um, if you guys have not listened to this full track, take a listen. Putting it on our website, bobtismusic.com. <laughs> um, it's fire. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it hasn't made it into mainstream pop. Because, yeah. like, this would be... This is, like, a Katy Perry-type song. Yeah. That... I also see, though... So, uh, kind of, like, a, a different segue, but not really. Um, you know Bonnie McKee, mm-hmm. a pop singer? She had... Someone had asked her on Instagram Live that I was actually on. I was on listening in on the Instagram Live before it disappeared. Um, but she had someone had asked her, you know, what do you think about the shift in hip hop music, um, like of tone? Mm-hmm. And Bonnie McKee's like, yeah, you know, like that big choruses. That's not a thing anymore in pop music. And that's why, in my opinion, tracks like this don't make it there mm-hmm. because 
our audiences right now want to listen to a little bit more R&B flavored moody music. Mm-hmm. This does not fit that bill, but this does fit the gay yeah. community's bill. It does. And it checks off every <laughs> single list item on there. Yeah, had this song come out in tw- tw- 2010, it would have been in Oh, everywhere. Bands. Oh my God. <laughs> would have been everywhere. Yeah. So that was our third and second, respectively. Um, now we're going to move into my second chop choice. It is called The Good Side by Troy Sivan. Go ahead and take a listen. The good side of things Left you with both of the rings My fingers danced and swayed in the breeze The change in the wind took you down to your knees I got the good side of you Sent it out into the blue The people danced to the sound of your heart The world sang along to it falling apart But I sympathize And I recognize Baby, I apologize That I got the good side The good side of things so that is my um, second favorite song of the year so far, um, Troy Sivan's The Good Side. Um, it was released in January, and I have to say, most of my tracks, I feel like any music I liked, everything good was released in January. <laughs> um, it's so weird. like To me, so far, this uh, year... Um, month to date kind of the, the half year mark i feel like looking back there for me personally there wasn't that many good songs as there was usually is yeah and typically i'd say a lot of the better songs come out around like summer, summer or early fall. fall yes so it makes sense that there wasn't a whole huge selection yeah but nevertheless this song for me um as soon as i heard it it was on his Saturday Night Live performance, mm-hmm. um, which he got really, really critically panned for because um, he was, has a weirder performance style. He's kind of right. all over Lucy and... Lucy Goosey. Yeah, not Lucy Goosey, <laughs> but... Um, and this one, he was a little bit stiff, but he, understandably, I think he was stiff because um, he has said in interviews that this song um, means a lot to him. It's basically a letter to his ex-boyfriend um, talking about... How, like, after the breakup, you know, Troy got the good side of things, you know? Mm. Well, he got to, he had said, you know, I got to go on tour, I got to go to these things, I have fans still that, that love me. While in this case, the ex doesn't always get the good side of things. Yeah, it doesn't um, get all those perks. And, when, and that's every breakup, you know? And I think that when I listened to this, it really resonated. I'm like, it's so, so, the lyrics are so human, so honest, so raw. Mm. Um, even though it's a four minute and 30 second song, it, I think it... Pretty long for today's standards. Yeah, it is. But I think the whole song itself performs really well. I think, you know, the, the intermixing of those little guitar... Um, it looks, sounds like an Italian guitar, you know? It sounds like a really 80s Italian guitar. I don't know what mm. that is, but it sounds like that. Um but mix in with the, the I think it's three verses and a nice chorus, um, and then a long outro. Um, the song is magic to me. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I've listened to all of Troy Sivan's newest songs for his upcoming era, and this was my like least favorite of the ones that he's put it's out. Because you have no heart. That's why. No, it's because <laughs> I pay more attention to like the sonical 
nature of a song uh-huh. rather than the lyrics. I mean, this one's slower. It is, yeah. It's very chill, slow-key. It's m- almost melancholy, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a very melancholy song. So, I mean, it's, it's a good song if you want to, like, reminisce about old times and if you want to like have a good cry i think <laughs> no i think it's, it's just a really good late night vibe track you know yeah. like i mean there definitely has to be a mood for it you can't listen to it like going out pre-gaming for the club <laughs> um but you know see, that's what i base my list off see of. and like i don't like i look at the different textures this song again like my um other choice ain't easy not really huge popular track but um just you know it's a terrific addition. Everyone has those moods, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is a great one for that. Um, no, I give you credit for putting this on the list because it's not easy to include that in a like top five, top ten list. Yeah, it's not something you would go out of your way to do. Yeah, um, but no, I, I saw that and I had to do something with Choice of Vaughn, and it sounds like your um, first <laughs> song, favorite song of the year, is actually a choice of Bond song. It is. How crazy is that? So, yes. So, my number one song of the year so far, 2018, is My, 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 my. by Troy Savant. Take a listen. Stop running from love, running from love. Let's stop, my baby. Let's stop running from us, running from us. So that was My, My, My by Troy Sivan, and that is my favorite song of the year so far. And the reasons why are, when I first heard it, it just struck me as this really unique track from Troy. Um, it's a quite the, quite the difference from his past work on Blue Neighborhood, mm-hmm. which was very low-key, very... Um, mellow i I guess boring at times it could be boring at times yeah yeah. but my 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 was just this explosion of energy and it really saw him embracing his sexuality a lot more Mm -hmm. um i'd say it's a bombastic pop song like it's a bit more mainstream in nature and i think that's why i think drew and i really became fans mm -hmm. like legit fans with my 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 yeah Um, he's as a gay male pop star fully embracing that sound yeah absolutely yeah so with the song it starts off kind of um with his we've talked about before how his vocals aren't the best so Mm -hmm. um in the verses he starts off with these kind of like spoken lyric almost yeah these kind of low energy verses and then it leads up to this crazy chorus where he's just He's actually using his vocals yeah. in the chorus. Yeah, with his, oh my, 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 As you heard previously in the clip. Yeah, and if you've seen the music video, I feel like the music video goes really well with the song. He's just in, the, it's like a black and white type of cinematography, and he's like just pulsating and dancing all over the yeah. place. It kind of reminds me of Erotica by Madonna or Justify My Love. It has this like very It does have sexual... a lot of tone sexual tone and it also has like those 80s hints where it draws from those 
images from the 80s. So It also has extreme flashing lights, so if you watch the music video and you have uh, your seizure prone, do not do that, It please. did give a warning yes. in front of that video. Did they really? It oh. did, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is just a song that was one of my favorites, and I'm naming it my favorite song of the year so far. Um a good change. Yeah, I like the I liked the track. I did not consider it one of my favorites. So it's not the best new Troy song. Um, I would say no. Mm. I mean, I do really like "Dance to This" and the pulsating beat. Um, I like "Bloom." I think they're all good in their own way. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at the past year, and if I would consider this one of my favorite tracks, I would no, you know, it's it's it would the made made top ten. Okay, it didn't make my top five though. Fair but, but I do have a number one. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. So my favorite track of the entire year is a another Kylie Minogue song. I know you you chose one, Drew. Yes. Um, but mine is from the same record, and it's called "Lost Without You." Um, why don't you all take a clip? Take a listen to the clip, and I'll talk about it after. So that was my favorite track of the year, dot, 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 so far, <laughs> exclamation mark. Um, it is called Lost Without You by Kylie Minogue off of her Golden album. Um, the track is, I would say, the most different from the rest of the album. Um, it has no country twang whatsoever. No, not at all. Not it's, at all. It's kind of like a powerhouse song. It's. It is, and it's almost like the good side in a way i like it for the same reasons and that the lyrics are very powerful mm-hmm. um when you hear the the track lost without you like the title track you think oh it's gonna be a song about wanting to be you know you're lost without someone you need someone right and when you listen to the lyrics it's quite the opposite yeah. it's saying i want to be lost without you like i want to move on i want to go on and um the record is just sonically so uh the lyrics resonate with the beat um and then has the most like beautiful bridge ever and where she goes in this spoken word and I'm a sucker for a really good spoken word um, kind of like how that was in Dance of This by Tori Sivan yes I um, remember you saying that yeah I love the spoken word bridge um, and just talking about how she's able to move on before the sky is broken yeah and her like accent and everything <laughs> um, it's such a good track um, but the, it's definitely my favorite hands on year it's one of the ones I keep listening to on repeat um, when I've done it in my cycle classes, it's a powerful record. Yeah, it is. It is one of my favorite songs off of that album after yeah. "Sincerely Yours." So I do like this song a lot as well. Fun fact: It's Kylie's favorite track too off the record. Oh, um, in her interviews, she said, "You know, it's my favorite track from the record." She's like, and wow. she's really looking forward to performing it on her tour. I could picture like this song seems to fit well with someone that is like just driving at night and like. Yes, yeah, it's one of those late night songs. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. This whole, my music likings of late has been late night vibes. I actually made a playlist called Late Night Vibes, and 
just love tracks that you Maybe listen we'll to. Maybe we'll do an episode just on Mike's late night vibes. I know, right? <laughs> oh, late night vibes. Um, but hands down, my favorite track. If you like lyrics that are resonating, um, they're emotional, um, and an emotionally provoking song, listen to this. Cool. Well, that was our top five songs each yeah. of the year so far. So what do you? what would you say so far of this year? Like, what has music been like? So I'll definitely say it's only been a couple of artists that have really stood out to me. Yeah. Um, Troy, Kim. Troy, Kim, and Ariana, basically, I'd okay. say. Ariana's only been here for a couple months. Well. But okay. it's going to be Ariana's year. I already know it. It's going to be. Yeah. And actually, um, this artist didn't even make our list, but um, Dua Lipa actually has had oh. a strong... Even though she hasn't put out new music, she's yeah. had a really strong first half of the year yeah she's getting really popular just because a lot of her songs from her first record which was released last year and has like seven singles from it um she has two of those singles still going strong on um on radio with uh no rules and idgaf and then she has the song with calvin harris the one kiss so she has like three songs that are in the top 40. Yeah, so. she's on the horizon. I think, like, she's been hitting mainstream, and I think she's going to, with her sophomore album, I think she's not going to be on her sophomore soon. Um, but once she finally releases that, she'll be good. But yeah. um, I think music so far this year has been okay. I'm really looking forward to a strong second half of the year. Yeah, and we usually do get a few surprise releases, like, around August, September, October, sometime in that era, yeah. right before Grammy submissions are due so yeah that's when people again people right before in like august mostly august early yeah. early september and did you hear that the grammys are now opening up the big four categories to eight nominees now as opposed oh. to five why would they do that i don't know i don't but, know if I like that but that may give some artists more motivation to do that motivation to release some music yeah well gaga is supposed to release music this year britney is supposed to release more music um who else i'm trying to think um selena gomez we've been waiting yeah, for a she's, while she's actually now saying she's like i know people are getting sick of me saying this but it actually is coming soon <laughs> uh, demi lovato is moving on from her latest album yeah she just released her latest so like single sober sober um has a new one with max martin coming out soon okay um i just heard um it's gonna be an interesting second half yeah so i'm guessing by the time we get to december yeah. our Do best songs our best songs of the year may shift a bit that's probably. usually how it goes probably it'll probably be all recent releases but you know what we always get good tracks and january was a good month like i said so <laughs> Yeah, so why don't you guys sound off with your favorite songs? Yeah, of the we year. do want to know. Um, is there a song we haven't reviewed yet, or a song we haven't talked about that you think is really great? Um, go ahead and sound off in the comments on your favorite songs of the year. Yeah, and we're you know trying to do a couple special episodes to break up you know the regular episodes. So any ideas for special themes that you want us to cover, mm -hmm. let us know. BopToThisMusic.com or you can find us on every social media channel except Snapchat at <laughs> BopToThisMusic. Um, Why is that, Mike? I don't know. It's, we don't have a, a voice for it yet. I like to do things with purpose. I mean, Snap, <laughs> Snapchat's more of a visual social media thing. Yeah. And this is more of a, an audio type of project. So totally is. It makes sense that we don't have one. But maybe in the future. Yeah. 
Well, thank you all for listening to our uh, fourth episode and our first special one. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. And again, let us know your thoughts. Well, thank you guys. All right, signing off for now. I'm Drew. And I am Mike. And you're listening to Bob to this music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bye.